0: Sure. Perfect. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry I interrupted.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah, so I'm the co-founder of Kabuni, and I'm the head of Metaverse Research, and I lead the company's research and development in, in investigating uh, and generating our evidence-based methodology for the use of immersive technology, and potentially what might be called the metaverse, uh, and its integration into the classroom and into our homes in safe and responsible, trusted, walled garden metaverse uh, with all the tools, harnessing the power and tools of Web 3.0, putting it in the hands of educators, parents and caregivers today to prepare our children for the future of what will be the metaverse Web 3.0. and 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 a new shift in the future of of the evolution of the internet as we know it today. Yeah. And so I'm also my background as a psychotherapist. Uh, I'm also a doctoral researcher in the uh, psychological and physiological implications of uh, human interaction in virtual uh, 3d virtual environments, the metaverse, or, or, uh, you know, as we know it today, social virtual environments or, or VR. Yeah. Um, And um, our, uh, you know, our why right now and from from the day we started back in 2018 is about unlocking the potential of every human being and elevating life with the use of technology. So safe, intentional and beneficial ways of using integrating this technology into our lives in capacities that elevate our life experiences. And knowing uh, that our our framework, our evidence based methodology, can be backed by science and data to say, look, use this technology, and you will elevate your education, your child's educational experience. Hmm. Um, and within that context, um, guiding and facilitating children into the the future of the metaverse responsibly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds really interesting. I I I, I watched um, the dispatches. Uh, there was a dispatcher's documentary in the UK this week all around sort of ethics and obviously looked quite heavily at at children so I guess it's I guess it's probably quite a busy time but um sort of I guess I mean I'd love to draw on those challenges but I guess one of the things I'd love to know and I think I've done a a couple calls um and often when you say the word metaverse you sort of go a bit like that um I guess like for you, obviously, it might be different to what else, but if, if you were going to, maybe you can't define it because I don't think anyone probably can define it, but what are the key characteristics? And, you know, if you were going to explain the ecosystem of it, it might be different for you guys. But I guess that would be one really useful part for us would be to, you know, what is what is what what is the metaverse, you know, in in, in inverted commas?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... People have different opinions of it. You know, there's, there's the kind of utopian version of it, there's a dystopian version of it, and there's all versions of it in between. Uh, basically, when, when we talk about the metaverse, we talk about digital environments that are 360 degrees uh, virtual environments in which we engage with other human beings in that space, uh, which means in a really poetic imagination expanding way is, is we're dancing with our pixels, Right, so you are an avatar surrounded by uh, the pixels, and we're moving and interacting, creating relationships, having conversations, learning, growing, experiencing, mm. but in in digital environments, yeah. uh, represented as our avatar, yeah. um, and and though you know for that to function. It's on a Web three platform, so uh, in terms of our process of authentication, is on the blockchain. You know, we have a, a Kabuni coin, a cryptocurrency that's built into our metaverse, which allows people to, uh, which allows for our learn to earn model, and, and to incentivize children to to g- learn, grow, and explore in the metaverse. We also see other tools within that are available within Web three, where educators become content creators and can design their own lesson planning within the metaverse, mm-hmm. using you know, our um, Kabuni cube and community design, ultimately designing Kabuni world. Yeah. So those are all the tools of Web 3.0, which you know, are based on kind of decentralization models, DeFi's, DAO's, all of that. But really what that means right now is about generating community. It's about generating aligned interests and the people who are interested in shaping the future of society within digital mm. spaces.
0: Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry if I interrupted.
1: No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's all unfolding as we speak, you know, Um, and the path, which pathway of, of each component of web 3.0, they're going to move at different um, paces and technology will advance uh, as quickly as commercialization roadmaps come to life. That's the reality of it. Um, So so the metaverse is unfolding it our version of it is designing a wild a, gar, a wild garden safe responsible prioritizing children for yeah. them to explore the tools of web 3.0 technology
0: yeah no that, that that's really interesting and i think maybe one of the interesting parts just with, with a couple of calls we've had um i spoke to sort of uh, chief architect at Ericsson, Misha Dola, and he was talking about the, I think he's on some standards board around building standards between, and obviously that is a different challenge for you because if it is a closed metaverse, then I guess that interoperability part of it is perhaps not playing a part as much?
1: Yeah, it's a question. Uh, you know, interoperability is, is is non-existent right now. We know yeah. that, right? Yeah. You know, that question of interoperability, um inclusiveness and, and decentralization around activities in, in the metaverse in the future. Um, it's entirely, as, a, as an adult, I, I, I'm a proponent of it. I think it will, you know, seamless moving through uh, different metaverses or virtual environments is ideal. But when I think about children, again, this is this is my, my prerogative is when I think about how a child moves through the metaverse, I think we first need to design it in a safe capacity for them to know who they're interacting with. And, and also um, the current state of the metaverse is, is such that we prioritize anonymity over accountability and we really should not be subjecting children to what I would call dangerous environments. Um, knowing that it's, you know, that we just shrug it off because it might be just weirdos on the internet, but actually it's doing more damage psychologically and physiologically to children than we can comprehend right now. We don't have a framework for understanding that. And part of my PhD work is developing a framework to measure the physiological and psychological impact of virtual environments. When we talk about immersion presence and embodiment in virtual environments, we have to question, you know, what does that mean to us as physical, organic, biological Mm -hmm. beings yeah. And and I I love the idea. I, I'm very optimistic about our social interactions in the metaverse, but we have to understand them better before yeah. we just subject our children to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I guess, you know, when I was at school, you, we had lessons about sort of internet safety in that way that you can sort of have a have a different persona on the internet. Um, and I guess that takes a whole nother um sort of level once it once you're able to actually be Uh, an avatar person if if you're going to go that far um
1: yeah i mean there's so many kind of really interesting conversations to be had on many levels philosophically psychologically around what that means for us and i think one of the interesting conversations i've been having lately around you know um groups that are are um who advocate for online safety and, and um uh, you know, professors who, who have done a lot of research in advising the government around, you know, internet safety and, and specifically criminal behavior within the internet when it comes to children.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, one of the kind of key uh, issues right now is a lot of this internet safety and what can transition into metaverse safety conversations is um, it really creates uh, an environment where children are, uh, are not allowed to play and flourish the way that they should be mm. for a child to truly, you know, um, expand and, and, and grow as they should be. They shouldn't be worried about who's around the corner and, or, you know, did I go to the wrong website? Did I put, mm. put the wrong word in my search engine? You know, yeah. these are not the ways that we should raise children to use their, <laughs> to use their imaginations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as educators, because our, our work is, is, is in collaboration with educators, working with them on how to best use technology and introduce the concepts of Web 3.0, um, is, is, is let's offer the free exploration, the, the creative imagination of what this what technology unlocks without the fear of, of unknown dangers uh, and other, you know, threats to their safety. Uh, you know and i'm also fascinated by this kind of separateness that we have about our online personas and our phys- our real our yeah. real selves and and bringing them back into holistic one being because that's one of the powerful things about the metaverse is that we've got our physical like our our real world and our digital and, and they're, they're, you know, web 1.0, they were here, they were far apart. 2.0, they got closer. And now in web 3.0 in the metaverse, they're converging, right? So they're coming to be your digital and your physical self is one. And even if you choose an avatar, that's like a fluffy bunny rabbit or, or whatever you choose is still a part of you. It represents you in some way. It's not a third party. It's not something removed from you. And we need to kind of psychologically understand that that funny, fuzzy bunny rabbit represents yourself your inner mm. self in some capacity Just yeah. yeah. start being more conscious of that and taking responsibility for our actions online just as we do in the real world yeah yeah, yeah and I,
0: I i guess sort of linked to that as as they merge those questions around sort of the data that's involved in it and and bits around that i guess sort of linked to that it would be around sort of regulation i don't know sort of have you got an insight of is that something that governments are sort of heavily invested in or is it is it too early to sort of even even think about what what that might look like
1: yeah i think there i mean there's application for regulations i think carol vorderman was on the news earlier this week or late last week around advocating for regulation of the metaverse particularly around children's safety which are all the points that have have been raised kind of since since you know nothing new in terms of social virtual environments mm. and gaming industry as well but but yeah. the 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 momentum in which the commercialization of the metaverse is is having right now is causing raising alarms on on many levels um and there are you know there are transferable regulations from the internet safety bill that that still uh are upheld i think um and then there's a lot of good work happening on, on on as i say advocacy organizations around internet safety and 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 beginning to 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 look at the language used to ensure that those regulations can be upheld within within the metaverse i think one of the biggest questions is you know the internet is text based or 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 um language based and when we enter the metaverse you can you can assault or harass someone uh without using any words you can you can do it as an avatar you know mm-hmm just your physical body language can be aggressive and, and, and um, harassing and assault. So, um, you know, those kinds of questions need to be answered. Um, And I, you know, something that's really interesting around um, the metaverse and, you know, the wearable, the devices required to enter the metaverse is such that we, we are willing to, to, integrate other biofeedback into the kind of the interaction. So, you know, you know, associated biometrics, the term has been called psychographics, where you look at, you know, your heart rate, your breathing rate, your galvanized skin response, your eye tracking, your heart rates, um, your EEG as well, your brain waves. And and it's um it's been identified in, in academic research that the combination of all of those biometrics are unique to each individual, like their relationship to each other and there is identifiable as a fingerprint so that your biometric data in a digital space, a virtual environment, the metaverse is uniquely you in that space and is you know, entirely, you know, this brings up the question, is it your data? Is your fingerprint yours? Like who owns that and who managed it and who says who can have it at what time with who and, and where and when and what and how? Um yeah, so nobody has the answers. You know, there's a a lot of philosophy of, you know, around what should be. My philosophy is that we should own our data, that we on a blockchain should be able to control who has access to our data. Yeah. Just as we do our bodies, because it is just an extension of our bodies, of yeah. our minds.
0: Yeah. No, no, yeah, that, that's really interesting. I think um another part that we're sort of looking at and perhaps is the most sort of tangible at the moment is the technologies itself and the hardware in terms of sort of how Kabuni would work. It, I assume VR, AR, ha, ha, at what stage are we at? How? I, I know I, so if you hear a lot of things, it's six months. It's till we've got glasses. Yeah. I, I don't know, but you know, where, where are we in, in that sort of area?
1: Yeah. The hardware is going to continually advance and where at, where we are right now is we've designed a proprietary um Headset specifically for children ages eight to twelve and twelve to sixteen. That's only available to our initial partner schools at this time, um, and um, it, it's it's a unique headset. It's ergonomically designed, so it's it's smaller and more lightweight for a child's head and physical uh, shape. Uh, it also has a pancake lens and built-in eye tracking as well. Um, there's some groundbreaking research in eye tracking, and and it's. Um, Abilities to measure, as we say, those psychological and physiological implications Mm. uh, in of of spending time in virtual environments. Um, And. Yeah, so uh, I think. In terms of when we when we're looking at children and and the education model is is really 15 to 20 minute max experience field trip approach to highlight, to showcase key concepts within the education. That's facilitated intentionally by the educators. So yes. we we never imagined a child to be in a headset for eight hours a day, just in the metaverse learning. This is about intelligent, intentional use of integration of the technology to elevate the the existing education uh, as we know it today. And, and and this will evolve. This will expand and uh, and be shaped as but but the current state of of the technology is such that it's it's light touch points it's powerful it brings um joy wonder imagination back into the classroom and elevates a child's educational experience
0: yeah 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 I actually read something that said that a, a virtual experience can actually sort of create better learning than than in a in a physical world which is quite interesting I thought Oh, have I lost you?
1: Yeah, I did for a second there. Are you there again?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you read something that um, a virtual reality experience can...
0: C- can sort of um, be a better learning experience than a physical one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the... Yeah. And I think uh, part of our work is, is doing some uh, really intentional research, to understand exactly when and how to use immersive technology, virtual reality, when to introduce it, when it elevates experience. Cause it... you can share my video up for a second.
0: Yeah, no worries. I'm going to do the same. Just see okay. I... can, can you, get, can, you hear,
1: can you hear me? Okay.
0: I can hear you fine. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the research, academic research, you know, the evidence and the science and the data um, in terms of understanding um, how best to use the technology, you know, there is a lot of good evidence out there um, around healthcare, around uh, work tra- training, workplace environments, uh, indus- industries, industrial use of, of um, virtual reality in combination with haptics you know there's excellent applications across industries and we believe that more intentional research needs to look specifically at children and um educational models pedagogy approaches um to to use the technology to enhance the next generation of children who will be entering the metaverse and 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 living this uh, because you know in terms of time they're the ones who are really going to be incorporating it into their lives
0: yeah no that's really good i think i think again one of the things that sticks out to us so in terms of our sort of membership group it's a lot of retail it's a lot of banking and bank banking and insurance it can be you know defense it can be um technology providers themselves i think one of the things we want to really focus on is how do how do you build a business case? I think that's our sort of that's what we really want to hone in on. I mean, t- tell me if sort of if if it doesn't sort of uh, align with what you you think, but what what would you say sort of is is the first step for people who are building out a business case for the metaverse? I know obviously your example is different because it's its own metaverse in itself, but you know um, maybe you've got an insight that that someone can contribute to that conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean I I was invited to kind of introduce the metaverse to a, a round table of CEOs and CFOs of some really large legacy institutions in here in England last last um Wednesday. Yeah. And um you know first introducing to that, them to the, the concept of what the metaverse is, the components of web 3.0 uh and then and and then explaining to them that right now is a, you know a pivotal point in terms of uh, the 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 uh, evolution of the metaverse so you know we're essentially back in 1995 when the internet was you know just made commercially available you know all of those kind of cliche video clips of Katie Couric and Brian Gumbel on Good Morning America saying what is this www dot and yeah, yeah. A with the circle around it you know and, and what is this information super highway you know all of those conversations are coming back are are the same that we're having right now where everyone's like, what is this metaverse? You know, yeah. you know, what is, what does this mean? You know, how do, how do we get there? What happens when you put a headset on you, know, all these questions where, um, you know, companies, businesses that are interested in in having a long-term strategy into um what will be the future of the internet, the metaverse it yeah. is about, from, from my perspective, is about understanding that times will be, you know, business, human interaction will be changing quite quickly in, in, in response to this. And and nobody wants to be the next uh, blockbuster video that's mm. going to be quickly replaced by Netflix yeah and, and not to put all your eggs in one basket, of course, but to start getting curious about it now, yeah. you know, start personally as an individual uh, ex- experimenting with the different platforms that's available today, you know, all the, all the 2D metaverses, all the 3D, you know, re- VR-based uh, social virtual environments, get in there, uh, you know, learn about them, understand how your behavior is changing, Under- watch when your children are entering these spaces, ask them questions, get curious, yeah. Because the for for all levels of society, business, families, communities, um, educators, you know, looking the other way and ignoring the shaping of the future of the internet uh, will unfortunately mean that their voices aren't contributing to the shaping of this this future metaverse. Yeah. And then in ten years time, you we're all you know. Parts, very important parts of society are going to be left behind and suddenly forced to integrate a system of the metaverse into their lives that doesn't work for us yeah you know? and i advocate this a lot for women uh contributing and and, and having a voice and shaping the future of web 3.0 and mm. getting involved in you know many levels of whether it's cryptocurrency nfts whatever stokes your interest at this point, but be there, have the, you know, get curious, have conversations with people. Don't be afraid to look like you don't know what you're talking about because the truth is nobody really knows right now. Yeah. And, um, the more in, the more people who don't consider themselves to be tech people, uh, get involved in this the better chance we have of designing a metaverse that actually does work for the more more marginalized parts of community of, of society you know so women's voices can be heard children have a role in shaping this and you know all levels of society and ethnic backgrounds need to be uh, heard as the shaping of this metaverse comes to life because what we know is what we allowed to happen with social media platforms and the evolution of the internet is that we've designed something that actually does a lot of damage. It does some good,
0: yeah. uh,
1: but does a lot of damage to our mental health and our, our well-being, especially considering children who were born into this and, and feel very manipulated by social media technology companies and have a real ses- sense of mistrust and, and having been manipulated. And I believe that this next this generation of children you know you know 10 year olds to 18 year olds today will be will come to a place when they have their own children that they demand better from technology companies yeah. and they will not allow their children to be manipulated that the way the way they were when yeah. it comes to technology and their data and and um you know manipulating human psychological behavior
0: yeah yeah and that's uh, really interesting i think sort of my takeaway from that is is that you know, when we, uh, I will come onto it, but when we sort of been formulating our di- ideas for content, we're obviously quite driven by sort of our members and what industries they come from, and you know, it's about it's about the business case. But I guess sort of the argument I take away from this is you can't really separate that personal aspect of it from the business case because it is so intrinsically linked i guess um that's, that's really yeah. interesting um
1: yeah 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 i think there's really great um you know smart and innovative ways to use the blockchain across b2b obviously financial models obviously uh c- consumer you know um interaction i think there's some brilliant you know methods that, that will be coming out of also the nft space as well yeah you know you know we i'm working on a project around um, Location-based NFTs, you know, bridging the metaverse world to the physical world. And I think that's the key in a lot of the, this, the, the success right now is connecting community people in the real world into the metaverse and back and forth so that yeah. there's that convergence. Yeah. And, and so that uh, the physical and the world and the virtual worlds are, you know, a digital twinning of each other. But people, people need to see that physical aspect of it today more than we are currently. I think. Yeah. Companies that are thinking about that bridge will, will have um, will see kind of more momentum than others who are focusing on t- entirely within the the metaverse at the moment
0: yeah 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 well I guess I guess that sort of brings me on to um, the, the session that we're running um at our event it's on the 25th of may i mean we would just going off this conversation we are our, our members would be fascinated to hear from you um and we'd sort of love to love to have you there if you were interested you know we can we've got some content made up we've been speaking to a couple people um about about speaking but we'd love lo- love if you were interested to sort of um you know, a, a keynote or a panel or whatever we managed to I managed to put together we'd love you to get to get you involved
1: yeah, I look happy to be involved. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the more, as I say, more conversations we mm-hmm. had in my perspective, like the more advocacy around um, more people being involved in this space. It's not a, it's not a cliquey, uh, shouldn't be a cliquey community. It shouldn't certainly should not yeah. be a blows club uh, designing the future of the metaverse. And uh, yeah, yeah and, and, you know, share that philosophy, you know, grounded in my research, grounded in you mm. know company I'm building. Uh, yeah and um no no yeah that's, i'd be happy to yeah I'll just yeah. the 25th may just let me make sure and
0: yeah no worries um the, ses- the sessions after lunch but i mean we've got some other great speakers to, i mean obviously depending on your availability we'd be more than happy to welcome you for the whole day but um sure. you know, that's is, it a-
1: all, is it all online
0: or uh, it's a physical one um okay. it's at the mayfair <laughs> hotel um okay. just behind green park station
1: sure um, yeah, no problem. I mean I'm
0: just in Battersea so that's easy peasy. Oh, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I we'd love that and I think um you know I'll, I'll get in touch with sort okay. of once we've refined the content. We've got some content written up but I think um sort of after this conversation well, it happens every time I have a conversation it always changes. So right. I guess, yeah. That, that, yeah. Um so yeah, yeah and then um you know there may be one other person it might just be you but the, the whole aim of it is a masterclass so to okay. get round tables discussed we're looking for sort of table hosts that might have an interest in it but we'd love to sort of get you up and and presenting I think would be would be great so um that, sure, that's yeah. great uh and and then um I'll send you through an email um and an invite um just to check it all sort of works but is it looking okay at the moment
1: yes yeah the 25th ah. is yeah good
0: to go perfect great um and then my other question would be is if we wanted to sort of um post some of the content from this call um would you be happy for us to sort of do that um and tag yourself um
1: uh, sure I don't know if it was the best quality today with the internet connection being a bit dodgy
0: yeah but, um, I, I, I probably wouldn't post videos or anything it would just be okay. a quote perhaps um, oh sure
1: yeah some some just some some words yeah sure yeah
0: and then also you know once I send you the details and you confirm the speakers, we'll probably put that on social media as well to get some, some noise about it. So
1: sure. um,
0: I'll get a headshot on bio and it would be really, really great to do that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No problem.
0: Perfect. Um, well, I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Thanks, Nina.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Gabriel. Yeah. And yeah, I'll look out for your email and um, work work towards putting it all together for the 25th of May.
0: Great. That's perfect. Thanks, Nina. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, Speak Gabriel. Bye-bye.